Hi there, welcome back to MNEX's weekly catch-up on regulatory affairs. My name is James Paniki. I'm a member of MNEX's Asia-Pacific team. Now, unless you have teenage children, or indeed unless you are a teenager, you might not fully appreciate how much is at stake in the escalating regulatory and political fight over TikTok. The video sharing platform has become a global sensation and has tapped into that particular demographic, but there are mounting concerns over TikTok's acquisition, use and storage of personal data. And these privacy concerns have fed into growing unease over the Chinese government's access to that data. Then add to that a combustible political backdrop, the upcoming elections in the US. President Donald Trump has told TikTok that it needs to sell its US operations or it will be forced to shut down. And Microsoft now appears to be the front runner in the race to buy, at the very least, the platform's local company. MNEX recently published a global wrap analysing TikTok's predicament and will use South Korea as a case study with one of our local reporters in just a moment. But first, it's over to Amy Miller, our senior correspondent for data privacy and security, and she's based in San Francisco. Uh, Amy, firstly, for those unfamiliar with TikTok, remind us what it is and how many people use it. Well, uh, TikTok is owned by ByteDance. That's an eight-year-old Chinese social media company. And it's China's first real global social media sensation. Uh, And the company's founder began pushing to make it go global really from the start. Today, it has about 2.4 million active daily users, uh, most of whom are teenagers. And it's one of the most frequently downloaded apps in the world, uh, with 2 billion downloads worldwide. And its revenues are expected to hit about $1 billion. Okay, so all of that means that it's an incredibly successful uh, company. Uh, How did it get to a situation in which the U.S. government has told it to sell up or shut down? How did we get to where we are today? Well, the problems for TikTok really started because it's so popular with kids, and initially it it mishandled children's data, and that got it into some big trouble. So it started out with the USFTC in 2019, uh, reached a uh, $5.7 million settlement with TikTok, uh, what what was then musically um, over allegations that had violated the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act by collecting kids' information without permission. Um, Parents were complaining that kids had opened accounts without their permission, and the app actually included a feature that let users find other users within a 50-mile radius, and there were some public reports of adults trying to contact children through the app. So after that was announced, then other countries started looking into that. That was the UK's Information Commissioner's Office. That soon followed by South Korea and several other European countries. Okay, well, let's start from from Europe. What's the situation for TikTok there at the moment? It's it's pretty complicated. Uh, Data protection authorities in Denmark, Italy, the Netherlands, and the UK are all investigating the app for breaches of the EU's uh, general data protection regulation. And if they're found to have violated any um, data issues regarding children, uh, then they could be in some stiffer, uh, face some stiffer penalties and fines from that. So in an effort to avoid dealing with enforcement actions across multiple EU countries, uh, TikTok has asked the Irish Data Protection Commission to basically assume the role of TikTok's lead supervisory authority for all EU data protection matters. Um, But that process is complex and it's unclear how long it's going to take. 
The US, of course, as all foreign observers know, because we've watched so much uh, American television, we know that the US is the home of class actions. So given the privacy concerns with TikTok in the US, has there been any legal action filed against the company by aggrieved consumers? Absolutely. Um, Yes. TikTok is facing class action litigation in U.S. federal court accusing the company of violating several privacy laws, but most importantly, the Illinois Biometric Information Privacy Act. And that could come with some hefty penalties if the court eventually sides with users. For example, uh, Facebook recently settled a a case with uh, BIPA allegations, or what they call it, uh, for $650 million dollars. So many of these consumer lawsuits that have been filed against TikTok were recently consolidated in federal court in Chicago. And in terms of the timing of that, do we have any sense of when all of that will uh, will be resolved or is this really an ongoing process over the next few years? It's an ongoing process over the next few years. They're just getting started, getting their legal teams together. Now that they've moved all the cases to Chicago and consolidated them, they're going to have to go through it and figure out which claims they're going to keep, which ones they're going to toss. They're going to have to file new complaints, and then they're going to get started with the whole process of trying to dismiss the allegations and and get the class certified. And that's going to take several months at least. Okay, so this is where we stand in terms of uh, privacy, but the concerns expressed by politicians and regulators aren't just about children's privacy. It's also about the company's connection with the Chinese government, concerns, uh, in a way, geopolitical concerns about how that data might be used, the, uh, the, the the security implications about that. Tell us something about that international dimension. Yes, TikTok has absolutely become embroiled in the growing tensions between the Chinese government and its surveillance activities and, and, other, and other countries, particularly the Trump administration. It's been a bit of a flashing red light, uh, I think, for all Chinese uh, social media companies with any sort of global ambitions. So in the U.S., things got really he- started getting heated, I think, last October when uh, U.S. Senator Mike Marco Rubio, a Republican from Florida, asked the U.S. Committee on Foreign Investment to investigate uh, uh, ByteDance's acquisition of, of Musical.ly. And uh, since then, it's just gotten worse. Uh, tensions between the Chinese uh, government and the U.S. just have increased, and Trump eventually issued a, an executive order banning both TikTok and WeChat. That's another social media app owned by Chinese company Tencent Holdings. So now it's all over the news. Uh, Microsoft is in talks to take over certain TikTok businesses in the U.S., uh, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. But it's also being reported that Microsoft is maybe considering buying TikTok's European operations as well. But even if this deal resolves uh, the issues with the Trump administration through a change of ownership, it's still the company is still facing regulatory scrutiny across the globe, something that our recent uh, global wrap on this issue uh, highlighted. And we'll talk about South Korea in just a moment, but walk us through some of the other jurisdictions that we've covered. Well, in Japan, uh, lawmakers' concerns have focused on national security. Uh, TikTok and other Chinese apps and services are going to be the focus of a lawmaker discussion there that's going to examine ways to, to regulate national security concerns associated with any, any collection of residents' data. In Australia, uh, lawmakers worried about TikTok are also focused on national security, but in particular, the potential for interference in local elections. 
the concerns in Australia date to February when the Australian Senate set up a committee to examine the risk of political interference by foreign actors through social media. And um, while Google and Twitter have participated, TikTok has not. Um, so the committee's chairwoman is a woman named Jenny McAllister. She's a senator from the Australian Labor Party. She's called on TikTok to appear before the committee, and that's going to have its next round of public hearings this month. Um, and then just today, France announced that it had begun a, a data protection investigation into TikTok following a user's complaint that the video that one of their videos had been taken down. That was what a, a spokesperson for France's data protection authority said. So TikTok's got a lot of issues around the globe to deal with. Amy, that was a fantastic global wrap. It's been great talking to you as always. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, James. Amy Miller is MLEX's Senior Correspondent for Data Privacy and Security, and she was talking to us from San Francisco. Listening into that conversation is Wu Young Lee, an MLEX Correspondent in Seoul. Now, Wu Young, you've been covering an important local angle on this story, so tell us something about how the privacy investigation into TikTok's handling of personal data began in South Korea. So the privacy investigation into TikTok's handling of South Korean users' personal data began last October, shortly after uh, a South Korean lawmaker raised privacy issues with TikTok at a parliamentary hearing. What the issue was, the lawmaker accused TikTok that the company was having automatic access to users' location from IP addresses and SIM cards. And so this way, they've been collecting South Korean users' data without consent. And this personal data could be already in the hands of Chinese authorities. Okay, so the lawmakers' concerns were quite specific. But what did the investigation find? So the investigation started by the Korea Communications Commission, which enforces regulation on um, telecommunications companies, media and tech companies. They were compelled to act and began investigating ByteDance, which operates the TikTok service. So the investigation lasted about nine months. So it started in October last year and finished uh, sometime in late June or early July. So what they found was the TikTok uh, had collected about 6,000 pieces of personal information of young South Korean users under 14 years old. But while collecting those information, they didn't get consent from the parents of their users. And another violation that they found was TikTok transferred South Korean users' data to cloud storage facility in Singapore, but didn't receive consent from users in the process of transferring the data outside the country. Okay, so there were two specific areas here. One is obviously the collection of uh, user information, particularly um, younger users, uh, children less than than 14 years of age. The other was the uh, export of data. So how did this kind of conduct violate South Korean uh, privacy laws according to the findings of this investigation? 
Right. So the under the South Korean privacy law, uh, information and communication service providers must obtain consent of legal representatives of children under 14. They also need to get users' consent before businesses transfer users' personal information to an overseas destination. So these two conduct that TikTok had in their uh, data management practices came as a violation of the privacy law here. Mm. And as a result of this, what sanctions were brought against TikTok? Yes, uh, TikTok uh, was fined a total of 186 million won. That's about 154,000 US dollars for these two conducts that were in violation of the South Korean privacy law. The part that they didn't receive consent from parents led them to pay 180 million won, which is about 149,000 US dollars. For, for this part, the company managed to get its fine reduced by 20 million won uh, because the company cooperated with the investigation well. <laughs> uh, that's what the KCC said. And the Korean law allows penalty reductions for companies that haven't been accused of any uh, violations uh, for the past three years. Uh, the TikTok opened the South Korean office in 2007, so it's just three years that they've been operating service in South Korea. Another 6 million won, which is about 5,000 US dollars, was levied for transferring data abroad without consent from South Korean users. Um, under the South Korean law, users should be notified of which data will be transferred to which country to when, and names or uh, names of an entity or person who will be managing uh, the transferred data. But there was no process of doing that, so TikTok is required to pay uh, these fines. And on top of that, on top of having to pay the fines, the company is also required to um, submit plans that could prevent the company violating privacy laws here again. Okay, well then that raises the question of what is next for TikTok. Uh, I'm just wondering if the company, given that it has already been fined, there are these, uh, I suppose, commitments in place. Will TikTok continue to be a priority for South Korean privacy authorities? Uh, yes, it looks like TikTok will remain under the radar of the South Korean privacy authorities for some time because um, the KCC committee members during their committee meeting that reviewed allegations against TikTok, they mentioned about uh, you know, the ongoing privacy investigation underway in the Netherlands, Italy, and, and other parts of the European countries. So they noted this uh, privacy investigations going on globally, and they called on the KCC to uh, continue monitoring data, pra data management practices by ByteDance um, and TikTok.
Wu Young, it has been uh, great talking to you. Thank you for keeping us up to date on developments in South Korea. Bye for now. Thank you, James. Wu Young Lee is an MLEX reporter based in Seoul and was one of the five MLEX journalists who contributed to our regional wrap of the TikTok privacy issue. And you can find that report at our website, mlexmarketinsight.com. That's M-L-E-X marketinsight.com. Just click on the Insight Centre tab. And the feature article is called TikTok's Global Troubles, A Warning for Chinese Social Media. And that's all for today. I'm James Panicki, Asia-Pacific Senior Editor. Thank you very much for your company. I'll catch you again next week at more or less the same time. See you soon.